This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Every Friday is Christmas for me, filled with sugar plums and presents and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, I get to sit down with uh, usually the four wise persons of medical education and record a podcast. Uh, only got three today. Uh, we have Nathan Spitz. Hey, all my cool cats and kittens. We have Maddie Walleen. Hey guys. And we have Caitlin Madison. Hello, hello. All have come also, together. Also, why, why the only th- why the only 3? What about like the 3 wise people? <laughs> well, I had said I get to sit down with four, but I got I got shafted. <laughs> um yeah, all have come together to determine the shape of our medical education landscape and give the gifts of perspective to you listeners who clearly represent Baby Yoda. Guys, You'll want to stay with me until the end of the show when I'll tell you how to receive a special handmade item from me, made by me, in your actual mailbox. Not only that, but today's show is sponsored by Pattern, and I will talk more about them in a bit. Uh, but first, I wanted to start out by saying, we told you so. A couple shows ago, we talked about how we thought residency interviews were going to be virtual this cycle. Gave you some tips and pointers on how to do an excellent job on uh, Zoom or whatever platform, uh, your residency programs, and I'm guessing admissions, uh, medical school admissions programs used to conduct interviews in the fall. Yesterday, I got some evidence that we might well be correct. The Association of American Medical Colleges sent out an email from CEO David J. Scorton, formerly University of Iowa president, that announced they were suspending all their in-person conferences and gatherings until July of 2021. That is a pretty strong signal as to what the next year will look like from medical education, I think. I agree. I, if you didn't, if you weren't able to listen to the podcast, we did uh, recommend cats uh, and dogs. <laughs> Those are definitely pros in your, uh, in your corner. Are you bringing in a cat? <laughs> um, I literally just opened the door because one of these cats was scratching at the door. There you go. Uh, yeah, you gotta bring, you gotta have a cat or a dog to, um, to talk about during your interview, to do something goofy in the background, um, so that you can have a little chuckle, you and your interviewer. Babies would work too, I think. Babies? Oh yeah. Small children. Uh, half, half clothed parents. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but not the, not the interview with the, uh, did you see the, was she, I don't remember who she was, but her husband was showering. Yes. In the background. No. That it's was the worst thing. Oh, my oh God. no. Cats and puppies, yes. Mickey, <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be bad. Probably should wear pants during your interview, too. That is it. We recommended that. Absolutely wear pants. Uh, I don't know. Who's going to see? That's what the Whoa. CNN reporter Whoa. said. <laughs> and then he was all out there. <laughs> Except he was, you know, he had a suit jacket on, but below the waist. 
ain't nothing. And I know, I know that medical students would fall prey to that temptation because I have seen y'all when you come in for your for your fourth year photos. Uh, some of y'all are wearing you know suit and jacket, suit and tie on top, but then shorts on the bottom. So I know the shortcuts y'all take. Well, that was me for my M one photo. It didn't take me very long. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like anti-establishment like i'm gonna stick it to the man and i'm i'm not gonna wear pants with this suit <laughs> uh and then the next signal i got uh the coalition coalition well this is i mean this is hardly a signal the coalition this is like just proof that it's happening the coalition for physician accountability which counts the double amc as well as just about all the other acronyms involved in undergraduate and graduate medical education as members release their recommendations for how medical ed education should in their view proceed with activities for the class of 2021 to wit no away rotations unless you absolutely can't get the experience you need for your chosen specialty at your home institution or unless your school requires an away rotation for graduate thank you guys for all your hard work with the podcast point, i'm always looking forward to the next episode you're all really funny my question is what are some things medical students can do during medical school to enter their cv and advance their career so that they may apply to more competitive specialty fields they stand out interviews and virtual visits including local student residency applicants. So if you're here at the University of Iowa and you're applying to the University of Iowa to be a resident, you might still do a virtual, um, you know, an online interview, which I guess is fair. You know, if one person mm -hmm. has to do an online interview, then probably everybody should have to do an online. Right. I'm, I'm wondering if they're also going to do like the uh, pre-residency interview dinners and like <laughs> cocktail hours. Oh God, and... please God, no. So but, I mean, how how else are people going to get that kind of like informal, you know, look at? I imagine that they would do like a little happy hour. <laughs> a happy hour. I don't. Oh, God, I don't know. So we uh, we had a I mean, the first one of the first ceremonies that we do at the end of the year is our um, Gold Humanism Honor Society spring celebration. And it's basically the induction for the new Gold Humanism Honor Society members. And we award a humanism award to an M4 and a faculty member. And, you know, traditionally that's, it's like, a, you know, an in-person event with food and, you know, uh, schmoozing and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you know, we couldn't have food, but we, uh, we did attempt the schmoozing at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough it was it's it tough. was yeah i think in the end it would have you know it was it was a good try it was one of the it's one of the first ceremonies we do so we were just like well i don't know if this will work but let's let's just try fortunately it's not one of those like mm, very fancy uh you know uh what's my formal ceremonies we try to have a good time with it but it's hard to have those kind of like one-off you know kind of one-on-one yeah conversation i mean you'd have to set up breakout room i don't know that just seems so forced and unnatural and my to all the m3 yeah all the m3s out there about to apply i'm so sorry my favorite part of the ceremony was so uh uh dr rahal is is the dean rahal is the uh is the master of ceremonies and um she decided that she wanted to pretend to hand the certificates out and i was in the background i was uh playing a slideshow screen sharing a slideshow and when she handed it to them, I would play, uh, I would have the certificate appear on screen and play like a magical fairy wand sound. And, uh, and you know, it worked pretty well, but then, uh, in the background, our own Annette Griffin was like, well, that's irritating. And <laughs> she, didn't well, that sucks. That she didn't realize that she was unmuted and, uh, we all just, we all just cracked up. I mean, you know. <laughs>
and then later, immediately after the ceremony, I called her and made fun of her a lot. So that's a fear of mine. Whenever I'm on a Zoom meeting, is that I will not be muted and do something dumb. It's gonna happen. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. It's gonna happen. We just have to. It's bound to ourselves mentally. So anyway, if I, you know, these are recommendations. If guys, if I had to put on my wizard hat and make a prognostication. Uh, given that these recommendations were signed off by everybody from the American Medical Association to the Education Commission on Foreign Medical Graduates to the National Resident Matching Program, I'd say that's the ball game right there. Um, mm-hmm. So go back and listen to that episode two episodes ago for tips on how not to be uh, poleaxed by Zoom during your interviews. For in regards to like the not having away rotations i'll be interested to see what happens with certain specialties like emergency medicine etc that require you know those like sl i don't is it sloes and things like that or what's that stand Mm -hmm. for like letter they're letters of something something like that or other i mean specialties that encourage away rotations you know usually i feel like it's like you know more competitive ones that kind of have that as a standard or, or even people who are trying to oh. in air quotes, like unlock different parts of the, you know, to like express their interest sure. in. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. There. Like that's yeah. The, uh, the audition, um, the sort of audition, uh, rotation SLOE mm-hmm. standard letter of, um, standard letter of evaluation. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Stay tuned to the shortcut podcast for more. Yeah. Uh, got a listener question all the way from Australia for us to contemplate. Wanted to remain anonymous, so I'll call him Sandgroper Largeman for no particular reason. Sandgroper apparently is an Australian slang for somebody who lives in Western Australia. Uh, okay, so here we go. Good question. Love the accent, Sandgroper. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and delivered with such um, intonation, such, you know, personality. I love it. Any any thoughts on how to stand out in medical school? You guys are all M1, so I know, uh, for instance, Caitlin elected to be the medical student ambassador program Woo-hoo, president. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun thing. I'm really excited to take that over for next fall. Hopefully, I was telling Nathan and Maddie um, that hopefully we'll actually be in session so I can see them around and we can actually conduct interviews. But it kind of sounds like that might be on hold. Well, I think there's opportunities, you know, like there's going to be there's still going to be tours. I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, video tours and things like that that you can conduct via whatever platform, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But uh, my point is. I feel like the first and foremost thing is to take part in leadership activities and then mm-hmm. actually lead, you know, so, you know, I mean, it could be, it, you know, the, don't, don't, as usual, we, I think, advise in not just checking boxes, but to actually do things that you're passionate about and that you really want to be involved with. Uh, conversation I was just having yesterday is something that I still struggle with and it's I still don't know what or how to go about doing this but I think when you talk about competitive specialties like finding mentors or a mentor in that field I think will be huge um it's my understanding that for these competitive specialties like having a clear and demonstrated interest in that you know and experiences in that specialty is huge like for 
dermatology, for example, to, you know, have shadowed in derm, to have research in derm, to have, you know, X, Y, and Z, like showcasing that you have, you know, an interest in it. Um, so I think. I almost feel like that is like a standard though. That is like the lowest bar, the, the lowest threshold to show your interest, right? Is to be in what, in what regard is to like, you know, like have a mentor and do, you know, activities in that field. Um, but if you really want to stand out, I think that's Get, what the question is. Wear okay. a rainbow colored hat to lecture every day. <laughs> you can um, do that. I don't know what Australia's like licensing exams are, but previously, you know, if you look at like the NMRP, you can look up like the NMRP um, program director surveys and they will like tell you in what order program directors think are the most important. Yes. And for us in the US, like step one was slash asterisk right now still is like the most important. So if you want to stand out, knock your licensing exam out of the park i mean for us and it going past but i mean also you could like listen to our uh previous podcast about what's going to happen now that <laughs> step one's going past fail uh plug for another episode remember that um, remember when that was the biggest thing we had to worry about <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean the board scores when there's so few kind of objective measures i think that's probably one of your biggest go-tos if you want to in air quotes stand out i said i i thought of another one which is uh find an unmet need at your school and fix it mm -hmm. so for instance last week we talked about um lucy howard's uh new curriculum centered around shame and medical student identity and how those interact and what students need to know about that and that is um you know, she spotted a, a blank spot in our in our curriculum and decided to to do something about it. And now it's going to be incorporated um, into what we teach. And I can't think of a better way to to stand out than by doing something that you're that by by figuring out something that your school doesn't already do and then come up with a way to do it and actually have it be adopted by your school. Because there's all kinds of things that we want to do in medical education, but that we just don't have the room for or the time mm -hmm. to plan. Um, so when we see a student coming up with an idea and following through on it and making it happen, that's like gold. And it just shows up. It's just what it shows off is that you know how to how to take an idea and turn it into a thing. Because I've had many ideas in my time, like the motorcycle airbag <laughs> that have that I've never done anything with. Yeah. Is this on all four sides, all all six sides? I have to say that <laughs> I have to. So, so what my envision, my vision was a, a suit that you would wear oh, okay. mm -hmm. and that if you became mm -hmm. separated from your bike, uh, you would, uh, it would inflate automatically and then you would be protected. Um, and by the way, even though I didn't, you know, I came up with the idea, but somebody else came up with the actual invention. This is a thing. <sighs> no way. No. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it like comes up over your head. It like inflates around your head and neck huh. and back. I'm imagining like one of those treadmill cords, you know, yeah. when it when you fall off the treadmill. That was my thought. That, that thing unplugs. Yes, yeah, that was my thought. I think they okay. do. I think did they you use accelerometers and shit. You know, 
Did you write it down in a science journal? No, I didn't did do anything date, with it. That's why nobody's journal? ever going to say, hey, that Dave Etler, smart guy. You know, he came up with the motorcycle airbag. <laughs> For Sand Groper's question, I'm sure Maddie could talk more about, like, getting another degree. That could be a great way to oh. stand out. Well, okay. mm-hmm. Do you have a... Do you have a no, that's an option. What, what other degree do you have? It takes a little bit more time, but... Oh, um, I'm an MSTP student. Oh, right, so right, right. I'm pursuing a PhD in epidemiology. Oh, God. But I mean, you don't need a PhD to do research. So if you're into research, um, that's another thing that you can do to um, add to your CV um, and learn a lot of really cool things. And there's a lot of opportunities and people are always looking for med students to help with their with their research. So um, that's one thing that you could definitely do. And I've heard from a lot of um, people who've come to talk to us um, from different specialties that you don't have to do research in your own specific like field that you want to go into for it to be like a worthwhile experience. Yeah, absolutely um, not. Because a lot of people you, don't know what field they want to go to. They go right. into. And so then, don't feel like you need to come in and know what you want to do. And then, you know, if you want to go into OB, you need to find an OB right away and you need to get on a research project that's an OB. That's not necessary at all. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, if you're interested in research, I, that's a really, really great opportunity to make yourself a more competitive applicant. I would say another way is to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about other schools, I was... but we have a lot of opportunities to teach, um, whether it's in, whether it's as a tutor, um, as a TA, teaching assistant in the um, Introduction to Medical Education at Iowa program, um, all are, uh, what do they call them? Um, the PATH externship um, offers, the pathology externship program offers a way to um, work in that field while also teaching pathology to uh, students, say, in the med school or the dental college Um, that was something i I, along no you go sorry nathan i was just gonna say along those lines i was thinking about the distinction tracks that we have Mm -hmm. here at carver Mm -hmm. um there's several different ones and even if you don't have a distinction tract per se at your school um there's plenty of ways that you can kind of pursue a distinction tract like for the service distinction tract find a service project in your community and get involved with that there's you know partner with a food bank or something like that something that you care about um so you can do a distinction tract, quote unquote, without like having a formal distinction tract. I got to call you, you out. I got to call you out, Maddie. I got to call you out. It's not. Tr- okay. It's not tracked. It's track. <laughs> I said track. You said tracked at least three times. Don't make me oh, come whatever. over that closet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the receipts. He's got the receipts. Um. Anyway. In regards to education, that was something I think I underappreciated coming into medical school. I mean, I like knew there was tutoring in undergrad. I went to TA office hours a couple of times. Um, but I think the perspective of going into residency for these programs to know that you are at a, you know, that you can teach the incoming medical students yeah. that, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. maybe down the line you can... Yeah be a professor you can teach you know actual courses and whatnot i think that's a huge in your game if you can demonstrate you know an experience and i mean it's one of the biggest tasks of being a resident is teaching and Uh, on top of that i mean if like nathan was saying earlier if you really are focused on your step scores that's a great way teaching is a great way to actually learn the material and keep it fresh in your mind so if you have that opportunity absolutely it's beneficial to the people underneath you but it's also beneficial to yourself Ooh, a twofer yeah for sure you can serve on committees uh even take on committee leadership positions um i don't know about it, other schools but we have a shit ton of committees that um <laughs> that uh do all kinds of work from 
evaluating courses to uh, um, putting on events and things like that. Um, so I would say that serve on student government, uh, that of either your medical school or even of the larger universities. Um, uh, it's definitely a great way to show some leadership capabilities. It's really interesting to get like the background look on what actually goes in, for example, like the liaison committees here where you can be a part of like a group that evaluates a course. Um, yeah, you've done, one. So, you've done at least one of those, right? Yeah. Um, and a part of my teaching distinction track. So we, for the, our medicine and society course, um, saw part of like a mass small group that didn't get super good feedback. Um, so right now I'm doing part of like the curriculum development and like rewriting, um, a mass small group. But what was I going to say? Oh, it's like, even if you're not super interested in academic medicine or education, like they're really interesting to see how that process works. Um, and it can give you like more insight as you, you know, move through your education, et cetera. I would, I would also say though, that whatever you do, um, make sure that you are, whatever you settle on, try to pick things that you're deeply committed to so that when the time comes, you'll really want to talk about it with passion and energy. Um, you know, that's not, you're, you're going to try, you're going to try some things that you might end up not being all that excited about. Like if you've never done research before and you give it a shot and you realize, oh, okay, research isn't for me, that's fine. You know, the experience alone is great. Um, but you know, it might not be something you want to hang your hat on as far as like standing out if it wasn't like awesome for you. Does that, you think that's okay advice? I think that's great advice. Yeah. Hell yeah. For like basic, I know some people love basic science. Um, I've done too much of it <laughs> and I didn't enjoy, and I didn't, I like, uh, I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed some aspects of it, but it's hard to, to fake it and people can tell. Yeah, that's that's the risk you take if you're like, oh, I did all the shit. And then they're like, well, tell me about <laughs> tell me about this thing. And you're like, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I pipetted some things. Yeah. <laughs> Test tubes. <laughs> um, so I hope that helps. Um, anything else we want to tell Sandgroper Largeman? I guess check with like if you're staying in Australia, check australian version of like the us's nmrp or like the residency match program like they might have different recommendations and different things that they prioritize yeah so i guess like check with your national program do they have a national residency matching I program i don't know i don't saying groper you tell us you tell us what the australian equivalent is yeah i've always wanted to go to australia maybe Down maybe some that. maybe i'll Maybe I'll uh, I'll pitch the idea like to the University of uh, to to my bosses be like I got to go to Australia because we got this listener question and it's important that I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Hey, uh, let me take a break because I want to talk about our sponsor today. Um, shopping for disability insurance is complicated. It takes too much time to research and understand. Uh, fortunately, the good people at Pattern simplify disability insurance for busy doctors so they feel confident that they have the right policy and that their income is protected. They do this with a simple online process that enables you to request quotes, compare your options, and buy risk-free. Now is the best time to explore training discounts for young doctors. So get started today by requesting your free quotes at patternlife.com slash partner slash shortcoat. Thanks, Pattern, for supporting the Shortcoat Podcast. And listeners, I hope you'll take a second to check them out. 
and show them your love for propping us up. Again, that address is patternlife.com slash partner slash shortcoat. America's sexiest man alive and coronavirus sweetheart seems to have angered president he serves. Brad Pitt? No. Dr. Anthony Fa- Well, yes. Dr. Anthony Fauci testified before the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions uh, this week. Um, that if He said that if some states rush to reopen business and schools, it could almost certainly turn back the clock rather than going forward, quote, unquote. Uh, the president of the United States was not amused, saying this was, quote, not an acceptable answer, especially when it comes to schools, unquote. Fauci also told the New York Times on Monday that prematurely opening up economic activity would cause states needless suffering and death. <laughs> not exactly uh, skating a fine line there, uh, Dr. F. Um, I don't know. R.I.P. Dr. Fauci. That's all I can say. Like, he's done. I I don't know I I mm, I think Trump will leave him in. You think? I I because people try. I mean I I, I can't like say exact like poll numbers, but like the American people, you know, when they poll, like, do you trust Dr. Fauci? People like tend to trust what he's saying, and I think that would be. I mean, I guess Trump he loves being you do in have the news. A point. Yeah. So you do have a point. He loves being in the news, and like people would talk about it would be on every single news channel for like two weeks on Trump ousts yeah, doctor, you know, all those kind of, and all these like old women that love him and write him letters and <laughs> think about them. Think about them too. We could all <laughs> aspire to have a fan base like, like, uh, Fauci. uh, the president said that young students and young children are statistically less vulnerable to COVID-19. Uh, but Dr. Fauci also contradicted this when speaking to Senator Paul Rand saying, I think we better be careful that we're not cavalier in thinking that children are completely immune to the del to the deleterious effects of the coronavirus. Uh, you know. Like Kawasaki syndrome that is popping up I, in okay. New York. So this this virus has so many effects. What in the world? Head to toe. And it's showing up on people literally head to toe. It's like causing COVID, COVID toe feet. for God. COVID sake. toe. <laughs> Clotting problems. I mean, what in the world? Uh, what did we do to deserve this? It's not like we were destroying the planet. I really like all the memes that they show. What's that? I really like all the memes they show saying like, whoever started this game at Jumanji needs to really <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> it does feel that way. I don't, oh, have you ever heard of a virus that does all these things? That's what, okay, conspiracy theory. Mm. That's what, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was made in a lab. We're not, we're not there yet though, right? We haven't learned about too many viruses right. yet. Right. We haven't? So stay tuned, stay tuned. We haven't? I mean. And I'm always, not an MOHD. Oh, you haven't. That's what I mean. As M1s. <laughs> you have All right, got it. For only M1s, Dave. I don't know. Got yeah. a cuss break. I don't know. I consider myself quasi-informed. And I've it's never like when heard. My grandma calls me and asks me for advice, medical advice. I'm like, Grandma, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. You should really see a doctor about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't look good. But we we do know a lot about coronavirus. Like it's been studied for a decade. You know, it's just like mm -hmm, each mm -hmm. new mutation. I don't know. 
I just said, I don't know. I know, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, boom, this is what medical school is in one sentence. Uh, you learn yeah. a little, and then you, with that learning, you learn that there's so much more that you don't know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Swerve. But something I think that, like, with the schools especially, I even if kids are dying less, they're still going back home to their parents or kids who live with grandparents. And kids just, like, period, are just vectors for sickness. I have said on the show that I was never more sick than when my son went to daycare, my oldest son went to daycare for the first time. I was, I had Mm -hmm. easily in the teens colds that, that winter, which (laughs) I believe it. I was, I was miserable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. I worked in a peds clinic before I came to medical school. And I swear from about October all the way till April, I had a consistent cold and it just waxed and waned the whole time. But it was definitely consistent. Yeah. So common denominator. Boom. Kids. 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 (laughs) By all means, let's open it up. And if America is like the greatest country in the world, how can we not figure out how to like distribute tablets, laptops, expand broadband internet, etc., so that kids don't get left behind? Oh, now you're talking about politics. We oh, haven't sorry. been talking about politics thus, thus far. <laughs> sorry, I retract my statement. America's number one, baby. <laughs> oh, anyway. Y'all, I'm pretty sick and tired of the uh, now more than ever commercials um, in which companies tout their feelings about frontline workers and first responders and all that. Have you noticed? Uh, I don't know. I, th- 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 those people do absolutely deserve recognition and support. I just don't believe Carl's Jr. has that much to say about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, where were, where were they when their employees needed, you know, sick days, et cetera, uh, yeah. Uber, where were they? Like, I don't know. It, 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 it's convenient. Even if they're sincere in their efforts, it comes off as just taking advantage of a situation to like do a press release. So I thought we'd play a game. Uh, I've looked through some press releases by various food and beverage companies and picked a few for us to ponder. Let's see if we can figure out which companies these are from. Uh, first of all, yesterday, I don't know if you know this, what was yesterday? May 14th, 2020. Take a guess. You're, you're right. Uh, it was Thursday. Mm, more. <laughs> what national day was it? Oh, um, national motorcycle airbag safety. Day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Why do you have Warmer, to bring that up? Why do you have to bring up my failure? <laughs> it was national Give biscuit day. Biscuit national out. biscuit day. This company has observed the anarchy gripping our country, saying, let's admit it, right now, there are no rules. Fortunately for us, they're inspired by this tasty holiday, National Biscuit Day, when consuming copious amounts of biscuit isn't only allowed, it's encouraged, according to their press release. They're helping biscuit lovers everywhere celebrate by chowing down on their biscuits, no matter what time of day it is, and releasing a variety of creative at-home recipes featuring their biscuits to enjoy any time of day from breakfast to dinner. What company Pillsbury. Pillsbury. is breaking the rules to give America a much-needed boost during this difficult and unprecedented time? Pillsbury. Red Lobster. Okay, Red Lobster. Pillsbury, I was Red thinking Lobster. KFC. KFC. Caitlin. No. Maddie. 
You got it right. Oh, red lobster. No! Yeah. The recipes include Cheddar Bay biscuit hamburger sliders and salad with <laughs> Cheddar Bay biscuit croutons. <laughs> That's just what I want. Cheddar Bay biscuit apple <laughs> apple pie sliders and Cheddar Bay biscuit grilled cheese sliders. So there you go. My God, they are definitely. Uh, I mean, they're just going crazy over there at the Red Lobster. They missed the tie-in with Beyonce, and they could have like encouraged, like just like Beyonce said, and take their ass to Red Lobster. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Total right. missed opportunity. Get, take their ass to curbside pickup Red Lobster. <laughs> All right. Well done, uh, Maddie. Well done. All right. Next one. Each year during this, what what national month is it? You did so well at not figuring out. The National Mental Health Awareness Month. No, uh... <laughs> well, it is. So, each year during this National Hamburger Month, this company continues to honor mm -hmm. the burger that made it famous 99 years ago. This year's special, however, our listeners will have missed it by the time this uh, episode comes out. But in recognition of the huge impact COVID-19 has had on our lives, the company will sponsor its first ever virtual dance party tonight at 8 p.m. as a way to thank its team members during the pandemic and raise money for the National Restaurant Association's Restaurant Employee Relief Fund. Which company is putting on Slider Jam, as it is called, to give cravers and non-cravers alike an opportunity to live it up for a couple of hours, all from the comfort and safety of their homes and for a good cause? White Castle. That was my thought. Damn it. Um, <laughs> if I have to guess something not White Castle... Burger King. Well, that's foolish because it's White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally Burger King does have sliders. Yeah, come on. Well, what's the mini mini Whopper? Is that not a slider? I think they would. Yeah. I don't think. I think that's just a small. <laughs> yeah. What is the difference? Not to be confused with a slider. Sliders, I guess you get multiple. A slider is a mini hamburger. It's like a you, mini. Sliders, hamburger. you get multiple of them. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And if there's anything Americans like, it's multiple hamburgers. <laughs> uh, this is true. Normally, we celebrate National Slider Day by giving away free sliders, but these aren't normal times, so we're creating something new we think the world is craving, said Jamie Richardson, Vice President of White Castle. Thanks, Jamie. Actually, this one's not too bad, because they're, you know, they're it's a fundraiser, basically. So I'm not going to give them too hard a time. Thanks for uh, doing something cool. White Castle. Thanks, White Castle. Aside from making the environment smell of White Castle hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a company. Do we even have a White? We do don't. We even have a White Castle? Yeah, yeah, we don't. Not not in okay. not in this area. Maybe somewhere. Wait, else. wasn't there one in the Coral Ridge Mall? Or am I am I dreaming? This I don't think you so. might be dreaming. Okay. Not I remember. Like not. Oh, okay, I'm gonna look this up. Keep going. Keep going. It's all right. Here's a company that really has a heart. It's announced a new line of fresh baked cookies delivered right to your door called the Medical Heroes Collection, mm. dedicated to thanking those on the front line. And if you use the code HERO during checkout, they will take 40% off the money you will give to them for their pockets as a way of thanking those medical heroes. Because community is at the heart of everything we do, according to CEO Steve Goldstein. Our products not only help people celebrate life's sweetest moments, but can also act as a symbol of comfort and a appreciation during this unprecedented time we want to honor and celebrate those who make a difference each day by showing up for our communities and putting their own health at risk on behalf of our corporate family i want to thank these extraordinarily professionals in the entire medical community what company is selflessly taking our money to thank medical heroes 
Yeah. For cookies? Cookies. What makes cookies? What fast food um, chain makes cookies? Oh, it's like a Nestle, like those, like. Okay. That's why that's one guess. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fast food. It could be, yeah. Oh, could be anything. Yeah. Hmm. Where are you going to buy a lot of cookies? I don't know. I'll go like okay. Dairy Queen. I was thinking like Great American Cookie Company, but I don't know if that's like a Midwest thing or mm. not really sure. Are those the people who I don't make there, there's Girl no, Scout? Oh, it's okay. There's nothing that says it can't be uh, a Midwestern company or a oh okay or a national company. Okay. Okay. Well, those are all wrong. It's Mrs. Fields. Oh. They are glad to take your money. Okay. <laughs> in in support of our medical heroes. Thank you. I mean, as long as I get delicious cookies from it, I suppose. All right. I'm on board. Uh, last one. If you want to pay this company to give a free meal to first responders and frontline medical workers, they're selflessly happy to help. That's what, that's what I like about these. They're so selfless. Now more than <laughs> give ever. Give us money first. Yes. Now more than ever, people want to give back to those who risk their own lives to help others. They're making it possible for small gestures to make a big difference. For $7, customers can purchase what I can only assume will be a delicious boxed lunch that will go directly to the front lines of the pandemic because their amazing customers are seeking ways they can support and give thanks to those working tirelessly to keep our community safe uh says coo tory bartlett by helping customers pay it forward we will feed and comfort those who have contributed their time energy and safety over the past few what company is uh, mm -hmm. offering to let them offering to let you pay them to give meals to people <laughs> thanks for this opportunity yeah um boxed lunch yeah. subway i'm gonna go with oh damn it nathan uh i guess jimmy oh, john's okay. then mm. Mm. yeah subway and jimmy john's hmm. i don't know does quiznos still exist i can see quiznos <laughs> 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 they need all the pr and marketing they can get if we have to ask if they still exist yeah <laughs> no it's uh for real it's a schlotsky's i don't know if that's familiar to y'all it wasn't oh no nope not familiar. Their pay it forward meal includes a medium sandwich, chips, and cookie for $7. It can be placed, uh, added to any order placed in store or online. They'll box and deliver all their meals to local heroes across the country at the end of the promotion and then selflessly post photos on their Facebook. <laughs> Are they are they partnering with uh, Mrs. Field? <laughs> they should. <laughs> <laughs> Two for one. Cookie in that box lunch. I, you know... I guess we must be stupid, right? If these are the things that we're that they're trying to like convince us are, right? am I am I like am I being too hard on these guys? Just trying to do something that that will benefit the front line in the fight against COVID nineteen. I mean, it, it makes sense on a business standpoint. Like they have to advertise, period, and like advertising, you know, sits well with people when it's emotional. And mm -hmm. I mean, it like. Gotta get that pathos. Right. It makes, I mean, it makes sense. Is it shitty? Why don't they just Debatable. like, why don't they just do something more like what, uh, uh, which one? Oh, do you, like, you want them to do good without publicizing it? No, I want them to do, they're welcome to publicize their doing good. As long as it's actually, uh, them doing it, you know? Yeah. Like charitable work rather than having the public kind of right. fund it all, you know? Uh, you know, like, I feel like the sliders thing from White Castle is better because they're like, we're going to we're going to have this fundraiser and, you know, try to provide you with a good time. The question of whether or not a Zoom dance party sponsored by White Castle from the comfort of your own home is like a winning 
you know, <laughs> event, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not. But I'm sure there's plenty of people around this country who will be, I might even check it out tonight. <laughs> what else have I got? To, well, there's graduation tonight. I can go, uh, go to that. Congrats on fours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right now they're uh, they're out in the uh, or they actually I guess it's past time they're done, but from 10 a.m. to uh, noon this morning they were doing a drive-through diploma pickup um, here, and yeah, so I got to see some some folks um, on their way out. In some cases, literally on their way out of town. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, I I don't love it. Sad on a lot of levels. I don't love it. Uh, well, here's my own press release. Here at the Shortcode Podcast, we are committed to providing semi-quality entertainment and somewhat useful knowledge during COVID-19. In these difficult and unprecedented times, we, we know you depend on our sort of diverse crew of slightly trained students and their quasi-informed host, Dave Etler, to bring you the information you need to keep up with this crisis. That's why in this uncertain time, we're introducing our new SCP badges. These badges are lovingly crafted by Dave's 3D printer and then painstakingly coated with an epoxy dome. And then to complete this collector's item, a pin back is affixed with great care to afford loyal listeners the option of fastening it to a garment or fabric surface of their choosing. Short coats who can take a measly five seconds to share a favorite but more likely randomly selected episode with the internet communities of which they are a part, can receive a free badge by sending a screenshot of their post to the shortcodes at gmail.com. These badges represent our commitment to our listeners and their commitment to us, said Mr. Etler, and will serve as a fashionable statement that you listen to our podcast for some reason. Get yours today at the shortcodes at gmail.com. Love to send you one. Just because. That's, you know, like I was sitting at home uh working from home and uh looking for a little project and so i decided to uh to manufacture some of these i think they came out pretty good i know you can't really appreciate them but they're they're shiny they're uh feature art they feature our 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 logo who would want to hang one of them on their shirt right that's so that's so meta can we put one on our short coats yes absolutely yeah it's short coat inception yeah (laughs) Well, that is our show. Nathan, Maddie, Caitlin, thank you for being my co-host today. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, what thanks kind of for terrible having person us. would I be if I didn't thank, thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else fine podcasts are available. I remind you that your questions are important to the show because they mean the show can be what you want it to be about. Send questions and comments to the shortcoats at gmail.com or leave us a message at the course of talk about it on the show while your podcast app is open we hope to be the kind of listener always grateful for give us some stars and a review the show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine through government and ongoing support for writing and managing programs